people. Welcome to No Normal People. I'm your host, Dixie Lee Henning. And I'm your host, Stephen Henning. Now what? Happy birthday to me. Stephen. What? You're talking like this podcast is about you. This specific episode is. Oh, that's fair. Well, it's not your birthday. Well, it's releasing on my birthday. Oh, crap. It is about you. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) It's happening. We did it. Babe, you got me a podcast. You're happy. I was just thinking, what should I get Stephen for his birthday? Now I don't have to worry about it. Yep. Here's this free thing that I didn't have to do anything for. These free things with the free microphones. And the <laughs> yeah, edit the and free the- microphones and the free headphones and the free software and the free foam taped to the wall. Thank you so much. I love it. You're so welcome. I made it all. Hey, I lit a candle for your birthday. Uh, You're so welcome. Anyway, this is our podcast. It is. It's called No Normal People. This is the first official episode, too. Episode one, the debut. Yep. Just like you to be the first episode. Because you're cute and handsome. Okay, we flipped a coin. I know. It's also your birthday, so. We talked about this. <laughs> we we pre-made this decision. It's fine. I just like everything to be about me. Next episode will be. That's fair. Because we're doing a get to know your host episode. So, Stephen, co-founder and co-creator of this beautiful podcast, Mm -hmm. I would love it if you would tell us a bit about how our theme song and intro children (laughs) came to be. Intro children. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a way to say that. Well, they're children and they did the intro, so. (laughs) There you go. Well, so to start with the music, when you and I first had the idea for this podcast many moons ago... We were trying to get in contact with one of our favorite musicians on Spotify. <laughs> and uh turns out he's he doesn't answer any messages he on doesn't. Twitter or email or <laughs> anything like that. Very defeated. <laughs> so the music that you and I ended up writing, which is the intro and our theme music for No Normal People, more just was born out of necessity. Yeah. <laughs> in this case we were looking for a theme that was lighthearted. We wanted it to be positive, a little jazzy. And for me, my my parents raised me in a place that didn't have high-speed internet. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up with dial-up internet, and therefore we grew Dude up... Dude was homeschooled. We grew up with a lot of <laughs> DVDs of their favorite TV shows from when they were kids and when they were young adults. Two of those were the Dick Van Dyke Show and the Andy Griffith Show, and... I've always respected the theme music for both of those shows just based on their their hooks and their catchiness. They're, they are themes that certainly stick out. I will not give a sample right now because I don't want to pay for the rights <laughs> to put that. Nothing, nothing tastes better than not getting sued. That's true. <laughs> but so I I just I loved the, the lightheartedness of both of those shows and I wanted to use whistling inspired from the Andy Griffith show 
kind of intentionally working a little bit of psychology on the back end, uh, like influencing our listeners in a way. You can whistle to this. I wanted to use whistling in our show because I wanted our listeners to get it stuck in their head. But honestly, I wanted Mm -hmm. this fun melody that you and I composed. That and you know a super sick whistler. That's true. I'm amazing. Yeah. Sorry, this is about you. Was that Continue. Even, was that even a humble brag? No. That was just a brag. <laughs> that was just straight up brag. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, but for this episode, it's all about you. So do you want to hop into these rapid fire questions? Yes. Puzzles or board games? Board games. Oceans or lakes? Lakes. Rain or sun? Sun. Tea or coffee? Tea. Early morning or late night? Early mornings. Beaches or mountains? Mountains. Libraries or museums? Libraries. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Soda or pop? Soda. Hogwarts or the Shire? The Shire. Disney or Pixar? Pixar. Andy Bernard or Andy Dwyer? Andy Dwyer. Jim and Pam or Ben and Leslie? Jim and Pam. Handshakes or hugs? Hugs. Introvert or extrovert? I want to say a little of both, probably leaning into introvert. Phone calls or texts? Texts. Yeah, that yeah. seems about right. Mm-hmm. That's the end of our rapid fire. I okay. think you did an excellent job. Thank you. Um, What's next, my prize? Um, me. Money, please. No, it's me. Oh. Don't say that disappointedly. I mean, <laughs> oh. Oh, joy. <laughs> Yay. Next, we're going to go into a little less rapid fire and just a little bit more fun questions. Are you ready? Bring it. All right. What is your favorite morning drink? I like just a plain black tea. Favorite band? I'm going to say August Burns Red. Yeah, that makes sense. Metal. (laughs) Favorite podcast? It kind of depends on the genre. If I was pinned down to any one, it's probably the one that I've gone back to and listened to their entire back catalog three times now. So a comedy one. So my brother, my brother and me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Yep. Uh, Favorite novel? A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens. What is your secret talent? I can solve a Rubik's Cube in under 30 seconds. Who is your historical idol? That is Thomas Jefferson. Wasn't he like financially kind of sketch? Well, so that's fun. He has (laughs) a list of 10 rules that he published. I think they were published through a letter. And he only follows like seven of them? He didn't really follow many of them. And one (laughs) of them was don't spend money before you make it. And dude died like millions of dollars in debt. That's nice. So that's a little problematic. So like ethical idol, not really like Um, literal idol? He was idealistic. I will say this. Not necessarily ethically. Well, I mean, just like by the things he said, not by the things he did. Exactly. Yes, his his audio didn't really match his video in that he wanted, from the beginning, he didn't want slavery to be a part of America's fabric. Right. But he owned plenty of them <laughs> and, never, right. and never freed them. That's so, great. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas Jefferson. Thanks, Tom. Anyway, book you recommend. I would recommend that anyone probably beyond high school age read Walden by Henry David Thoreau. And I only mention the beyond high school age stipulation for the fact that I don't want this book to be read as a mandate from an English teacher. 
I want this book to be read of anyone's own volition. Proudest personal achievement. There are two here that I would like to mention. Uh, I swear if one of them is not marrying me, I'm going to flip this table. (laughs) Number one. (laughs) I got married when I was 20 years old. (laughs) I feel like this is a trap. I feel like I trapped you. This isn't a trap. This okay. was a legitimate answer I had before you <laughs> tried to flip the table. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. The number one is that I got married when I was 20 years old. What? what? And uh, four and a half years into it, I think we have a fantastic marriage. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think we're doing things pretty well. We did it. And I'm immensely proud of that. Number two is that in October of 2019, you and I finished paying off about $40,000 worth of debt. Yeah. 100% debt-free, living in a cash life now. Title of your memoir. Just off center. Yeah. And it would have to be said like that. What would you eat for your last meal? Um, I would eat a ribeye steak with a side of New York strip steak. I call it turf and turf. With (laughs) probably a T-bone steak for dessert. (laughs) Oh my God. Anything to drink with that, Stephen? Lagavulin Scotch whiskey, 16 years old. Yeah, that makes sense. Stephen, what is your spirit animal? An owl. Like owl from Winnie the Pooh or like... No, not psychotic. He's not psychotic. He just... Pretty close. No, he just thinks he's smarter than he actually is. Do you think I'm like that? Is that your suggestion? No, I'm just saying, I'm asking (laughs) if personality-wise, if it's more like the owl from Winnie the Pooh or like Hedwig. What does Hedwig do? She delivers mail. Hedwig protects Harry Potter when they're trying to go to the burrow and then she dies. Spoiler, by the way. She protects Harry from the Avada Avada Kedavra curse. I don't want to put labels on it. I'm just an owl. So Hedwig, got it. I'm an owl. What did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to fly F-14 fighter jets like Tom Cruise and Top Gun. Iceman. I wanted to be... Iceman all day. Goose, are you serious? No, Iceman. The goose, though. No, you, you know that scene in the locker room where he's just wearing a towel? Nope. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> nope. I was all in for goose. What is your favorite smell? This is also a tie between two answers. It's either the smell of grilling steak mm, or, or the smell in the immediate seconds after you blow out a candle. I love that smell. Steven, will you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'd love to. I was born in Brighton, Colorado, and when I was probably four or five, Uh, My family moved to Winterset, Iowa. That was obviously my parents, me and my younger brother, David. And I I did a good portion of growing up there. My dad works for the Federal Aviation Administration, so he was working at the Des Moines Tower at the time. Kind of grew up wanting to play drums like my dad. Daddy. Like daddy. (laughs) Which I do now, and I love it. It's my main instrument. I can play other things but drums are my first love. I just love being the person who has the most equipment to haul around. So grew up making a lot of noise in my family's house. My mom graciously and patiently homeschooled me until my eighth grade year. 
I should mention too, in the middle of that somewhere, we moved from Iowa to here, Billings, Montana, ended up in Laurel, kind of outside of Laurel. And, and there my mom graciously and patiently homeschooled two annoying and energetic boys. Yes. (laughs) So I was homeschooled until I was in eighth grade, at which point I was given the choice to join public school if I wanted to. The The main driver for that decision was uh, getting to play music in a public place and actually play with more than three people in my homeschool co-op choir. So joined high school in ninth grade, and that's where I met you when I was a freshman. And we started dating officially January 14th, 2010. Yeah. So actually... When next week's episode comes out, it'll be our 10 year anniversary of knowing each other. Yeah. Well, dating. Tech. Uh, yeah. So I joined high school to be part of music. I got hyper involved with pet band and choir and extra show choir, all these things. Um, graduated in 2013 and started college at Rocky Mountain College here in Billings which it turns out is an expensive place to experiment with what your major should be. (laughs) Um, My first semester, I think I was a business major. My second semester, I was a music composition major. And my third and fourth semester of my sophomore year, I had finally landed on a math and physics double major. But after those two semesters, I decided that I was tired of not being married to you anymore. Mm -hmm. So I dropped out of school and I thought that was only going to be for one year Uh, Because you and I wanted to just take a break from school, take one year off, kind of get a year of marriage under our belts where we could learn what married is being like. (laughs) Married is being like. (laughs) Yeah. Learn learn what it's like to be married without full-time school on top of full-time work each. Um, And at the time, you and I were both working for City Brew. And in what we were calling that gap year from college, I got the job that I currently hold as a draftsman at the refinery in Laurel, Montana. And I've never gone back to school since. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think we are going to. Maybe. It's possible in our future. Yeah. But right now, kind of. I mean, we kind of both have excellent jobs that we got without having degrees. Very true. So, Mm -hmm. screw college. Well, not really. I don't want to say that. You do you. Yes. Yeah. Or degrees. You do degrees. <laughs> you do degrees, please. <laughs> Sounds like some backcountry hick college. <laughs> That's just a diploma it's like a mill. Double C school. <laughs> it's a diploma mill run out of the back of a Toyota Camry. <laughs> just a printer hooked up to an iPad. <laughs> do degree the guy does diversify he does passports <laughs> driver's licenses <laughs> he'll make you a new social security card if you need <laughs> and get this he only asks for $25 <laughs> each You're still going. You're still going. I'm whistle laughing. (laughs) Steven, what are you passionate about? Oh, this is a 
complex question for me because sometimes I get caught in a mind space that is jumping back and forth between multiple ideas. Um, a lot of the time, if I'm going to describe my passion, I'd probably have to describe it in future tense, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I have so many ideas for our future and what it, what I want it to be like. Mm-hmm. I am passionate about proper money management and how honestly fun that is. You and I are full on into the Dave Ramsey baby steps. Mm-hmm. And I love actually talking with other people about it. Um, I'm honored that some of our friends and family already trust me enough to ask me complex financial questions. So I love thinking about financial planning. I do a lot of thinking about podcasts, honestly. I'm very hyped on the debut of this podcast Mm -hmm. today. When I got my job at the refinery in Laurel, I was given the tremendous freedom to listen to whatever I wanted while I was doing my work. Basically, I I describe my job to people as I, I get to play with AutoCAD and listen to podcasts while I do it. So podcasts have had an immense impact on me as a person. I feel like they've influenced uh, my, my own development in philosophy and theology, even just straight up butt-kicking motivation, getting me to get to the gym, inspiring me to practice meditation, and all these habits and routines that I've enjoyed incorporating into my life. I think a lot about optimization and about efficiency, um, but never wanting to lose the effectiveness of human connection. I never want to reduce a human being to a, a robot of processes, but they are people and things tend to get messy when people are involved. And I, I never want to lose that, um, but I'm always looking for places to optimize. So you mentioned there a lot about routines, um, and I know you, obviously, for a while, but could you... First thing, could you tell everybody your specific morning routines? But I also would like it if you would share the thing that you wrote when you put on your shoes. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad you asked about ritual and habit and routine and all these things. As I just said, I, I do a lot of thinking about optimization. And I've found for my optimal morning routine, I mean, even in the rapid fire question, you asked if I was an early morning or late night person. And I think 445... AM classifies as an, as an early morning person or a psycho or a psycho. Yeah, maybe. But so I get up at 4:45 and my gym bag is already packed. I throw my gym clothes on and the first thing I do is grab a glass of water and head to our desk where I will perform my journaling habit. So I use a moleskin notebook and at the beginning of the day I fill out the first half. So I'll read a chapter of scripture and reflect on it for a few lines. And then I will read a Psalm and reflect on it and just jot down a takeaway. And then I will kind of future cast, kind of think about what I want my future to look like. And then after that, I take two lines and write about specific concrete steps that will get me to that future that I can perform today. And then I have two lines that I use to connect me to my emotions. A lot of the time, I think it's easy for me to think I'm the kind of person who divorces myself from my emotions and thinks hyper-rationally, but I want to be connected to my feelings in an integrated way. So for two lines, I just, I write about how I want to feel at the end of the day. 
And then I end the journaling practice in the morning with a line of gratitude and I get after my day. So I will head to the gym. I typically aim for about 30 minutes on the exercise bike and then I do 10 minutes of kind of calisthenic workouts like pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, things like that. And then I'll do 10 minutes of high intensity rowing before I hit the showers and get to work. So I work a 4-10 schedule in my office. So that allows me to work 7 to 5 every day. And then I get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off every week. At the end of the night, when I come back to journaling, I will just write a few lines in summary, essentially just taking notes on my day. I'll take a few lines and write write out a prayer. And then I end that practice as well with just a simple line of gratitude and close that up. Um, throughout the day, I try to practice intermittent fasting as well, typically aiming for a 16 fast eight hour window for eating. I do food prep for work as well. And I've eaten the same meal for the last two years for breakfast. I like ground breakfast sausage with black beans and sauteed mushrooms and a couple scrambled eggs. And for lunch, I will do two hamburger patties with half a can of green beans. So we talked a little bit about how your historical idol is Thomas Jefferson. And I think that this next thing kind of came up when you were telling me about his 10 rule. Mm -hmm. But you were telling me about this and then you mentioned your shoe thing. And I was like, (laughs) I'm sorry, sir. Can you explain this more? And then we literally went over and you put on your shoes and you said the thing that you say to yourself every morning when you put your shoes on. So I'm going to need you to tell me what it is you say and then I want you to explain it. Okay. I call this my boot lace liturgy. I lace my left boot first to recognize within myself my own immense capacity for evil, my learned insufficiency, selfish agenda, bodily weakness, poisonous tongue, and moodiness. I embrace my inner bent toward chaotic tyranny and artful anarchy lurking within my own pit of hell. I lace my right boot last to affirm the goodness I bear as the image of God, my meaning and aim to commune with today's cosmic Christ, and my value added to the world through an integrated body, mind, and heart. I balance and manage the potential for perfect order with the spontaneity of human life. I aspire to gratitude, contentment, peace, shalom. I invite healthy habits, grounding peace, holy breath, the kingdom of heaven into this earth through me today. Here I enter the risen presence, the logos, the way, the truth, and the life, and I take my first step. And you wrote that? I did. Uh, Dang. So what I wanted to do was build a little kind of a chant or a liturgy to borrow church language. I wanted to build that into something I have to do every day. I have to lace my shoes and working at a refinery, I have to wear leather boots with an ankle. So I have a little more time to lace. So every morning after I finish my workout while I'm putting on my boots at the gym to get ready for my day, this is what I'm reciting to myself. And I realize that I start with my left foot as kind of a nod to the ancient idea that the left was of Satan or evil. Like ancient cultures used to think left-handed people were demonic somehow. So I kind of wanted to use that idea of left being evil um, and embrace it for my own. 
so what I'm in, what I'm doing intentionally here is going through all the things that my life could look like and would look like if I let things deteriorate like I know they can. So I, I have a phrase in here called that says I embrace my inner bent toward tyranny and anarchy. The reason I chose to use the word embrace is that I'm recognizing it and I'm not choosing to try and stuff it down and bury it. So I embrace it as a friend almost, but so that when I hold it close, knowing that it's a part of me, like picture if you and I were hugging and in this weird example, you are these bad things that I don't want to like be a part of my life. If I intentionally embrace you and keep you close, I get to look over your shoulder at what's beyond you. I feel like a lot of people have like a mantra that they say. Yours is a little bit more intimate than most, I would say. So I think it's really cool that you've written these things out specifically to the things that you know in your own personality. Whereas a lot of people like myself, you know, find a verse or a quote or a poem and they just repeat that to themselves instead. Like you've taken the extra step of making it specifically for you, written by you to help maintain you. Yeah, I've I've spent the time delving the depths of my own depravity, if we want to put it that way. <laughs> and that's why I finished tying my left shoe with saying that these all, all these things are lurking within my own pit of hell. Just kind of a nod to and a recognition of the fact that hell doesn't necessarily have to be an afterlife location. Right. And in fact, I don't believe that it is. I believe that hell is invited onto earth whenever we allow the the inner bents in ourselves toward tyranny, anarchy, pain, selfishness, greed. When we intentionally remove the dignity of ourselves or another person. Yes, yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. When the when the dignity of a human being, whether that be yourself or another, is intentionally ignored or degraded, I, I that that's hell on earth. Hell has visited this place. Well, so I finish with my right foot kind of going through a laundry list of things that I want my life to be described as. Um, I hope to never just arrive at a place where I am always grateful, content, and peaceful. It's always a, a living into experience. I've never just arrived. I can always be more grateful. I can always invite more peace. Um, and I think all of those things are summed up in the Jewish idea of shalom. Mm-hmm. And... I say, I invite healthy habits, grounding peace, holy breath, the kingdom of heaven into this earth through me today. Again, kind of as hell being a place or a reality that can be invited into our present day. Here, I'm combating that essentially by inviting heaven to earth through me today. A nod to the uh, Our Father prayer Mm -hmm. in the Sermon on the Mount. And here I enter the risen presence I should mention too, by the way, as I'm saying the words risen presence, I'm physically standing up. <laughs> so I say, here I enter the risen presence, the logos, the way, the truth, and the life, and I take my first step. And I intentionally step on my right foot first, because I'm getting off on the right foot. Oh my gosh, stop forever. <laughs> I love that you do this, but I'm so glad that you don't say it out loud it's- every time. So <laughs> mega nerdy and weird. It really is, but you know, still love you. So I'm okay with it. All right, Steven, I have a couple last questions for you. Okay. 
what books are you currently reading? And this is fictional and nonfiction. Right. I always have three books running at any one time. I follow along with a podcast that's currently out. That's essentially a Lord of the Rings book club. It's a chapter by chapter discussion. So I'm always following along with them. Uh, Right now, we just started book six of Return of the King. Mm. I always read a fiction book or a fiction series in bed um, before we fall asleep. Right now, I'm about a quarter of the way into Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand, which for a novel is... Heavy. It's philosophically (laughs) and politically and ideologically heavy. For sure. Literally. The book is pretty big. It's a very large book with very small print. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's a good one. I'm enjoying it so far. And then I always have a nonfiction book working. And I'm embarrassed to say what my what I considered my nonfiction book for this category. Say it. So <laughs> right now, again, I cannot stress enough that somehow my brain categorized this as a nonfiction work, but it is communion. And what is it about, Stephen? It's about UFOs and alien <laughs> visitation and <laughs> men in black and gray alien abductions. Please, please, please tell the story of how we found this book. Well, okay. So you and I were at the farmer's market this last summer in Billings. But well, we were walking around and we approached the antique store, which is at the end of one of the the streets that are always roped off for the farmer's market. And they had a large selection of books set out. And one of them <laughs> was this book, Communion. And I'm, I'm a churchy person. I, I'm inclined to do a lot of thinking about theology and philosophy. And I saw the spine and all it said was Communion. And I thought, it was an interesting read because it, you know, at the time I was in the midst of a lot of thinking about Eucharist and how different churches treat the communion meal, like the the bread and the wine. So I picked it up thinking it was going to be a book about the bread and the wine of Jesus. <laughs> I pick it up just based on the spine and I flip it over and the cover is just of this beige tan bald alien with just classic alien just enormous black like almond shaped eyes and <laughs> boy it was the weirdest it was feeling so great it was the weirdest feeling i've ever gotten picking up a book and of course i buy it because i want <laughs> that reaction from anyone who you comes over to my to house me. you looked at this book and then you were like hey dixie come here and you purposely covered the cover and you were like look at look at the spine of this book and seeing the title of it i was like oh communion yeah you'll love that that'll be that'll be a great read and then he turns the book around and i was like what what is this and and did it work (laughs) yes every time it's so great it's such a good fun activity that we pull on people when they come over so if you are listening and we eventually have you over to record your own episode of no normal people you can. You are free to request a, a viewing of this yeah. book. We'll, we'll even take a picture of you holding the book. A viewing of my nonfiction book about <laughs> UFOs. Called Communion. Called Communion. 
It is excellent. And we will provide we will provide a photo for evidence on our Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Just embarrassing. All right. Last question for you. What are you listening to right now? And this is music or podcasts or both. Hmm. Right now for music, I've been really into kind of uh, Nashville singer songwriter types, not necessarily country, um, but guys like Andrew Peterson or Amanda Cook. These artists, I, I right now I'm really clicking with singer songwriters who are who can write lyrics that make me cry. <laughs> Don't know why I'm identifying with that right now, but I like a well thought out lyric that can draw out that much emotion. Uh, again, for podcasts, it kind of requires contingency on the genre. Uh, some of my regulars are Wealth, Power, and Influence with Jason Stapleton, The Dave Ramsey Show. I've really been enjoying Office Ladies by Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. They're doing a episode-by-episode rewatch and storytelling around the American office, and I absolutely love it. Uh, let's see. The Robcast with Rob Bell is always a staple of mine and the bad Christian podcast. They started my whole podcast listening career. When I first started my desk job, that was the first show I ever got into. All right, Steven, where can we follow you? Uh, let's see. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. They are both at Steven G Henning. That's Steven with a PH. Um, I would also point people towards Stephen G Henning dot blog. Uh, I started this WordPress site about a year ago, just a place to practice writing in public. And uh, in 2020, I'm renewing my commitment to releasing some sort of essay, whether that be a few sentences or a treatise of some sort <laughs> every week. Um, so people can follow me over there, check it out, bookmark it, whatever you want to do. That's Stephen G Henning dot blog. If you would like to follow this lovely podcast, you can do so on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at No People Pod. That's K-N-O-W, People Pod. If you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us at nopeoplepod at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, the best place to tell us about it is on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review and a five-star rating, and you can also do that on our Facebook page. In the words of Alfred Adler, the only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well. 